The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss geopolitics, stagflation, and how much international investment is right for you. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. This week, tensions between Ukraine and Russia escalated, then de-escalated, and then escalated again. Depending on the news source, Russia is either on the brink of a full-scale invasion or just flexing their military muscles to ensure that Ukraine never joins NATO. The U.S. stock market ebbed and flowed with the news cycle in real time, making it appear that the conflict is not fully priced into the U.S. stock market. Let's talk about why that is by considering two questions. What will a conflict ultimately look like? This is not fully known. Russia could invade just the eastern portion of Ukraine, where they have been supporting separatists for years, or... Russia could conduct a full-scale attack and march on the Ukrainian capital, Kiev. Anything in between is possible, too. We just don't know how big the conflict will get. The bigger the conflict, the bigger the potential for negative spillover effects beyond Ukraine's borders. What will be Europe's reaction to this Russian aggression? This matters because Germany, Europe's biggest economy, and the European Union have a lot to lose. All comes down to energy prices. Europe has little to no natural gas and oil reserves, and a Russian-built pipeline called the Nord Stream 2 is set to deliver natural gas to Germany and Europe, ensuring a low-cost energy source. This pipeline is still waiting for regulatory approval. Clearly, Russia wants this $11 billion pipeline project to go live. Oil and gas make up 30% of Russia's gross domestic product, or GDP. And Of all the oil and gas produced in Russia, 70% is exported. Now that leads some to call Russia Europe's gas station. Killing the pipeline project clearly hurts the Russian economy, but it will also make energy more expensive for Europeans as Europe will have to depend on more expensive sources 
from further away. How much the European economy suffers will impact U.S. financial markets because Europe is the U.S.'s biggest trading partner. The term stagflation is appearing more and more. So what is it? Stagflation is a period of slow to no economic growth with a backdrop of sustained inflation. Really a double whammy for the economy. Wages stand still, but costs continue to increase. The last time the U.S. economy saw stagflation was between 1974 and 1982. To be clear, at this time, most analysts are not predicting another period of stagflation. But let's look at what investments performed well during the last time this unique economic phenomenon occurred. Schroeder's, a British asset management company, analyzed different investment opportunities during the U.S. stagflation period of the mid-1970s and early 1980s. Precious metals, including gold, commodities like raw materials and energy, and real estate investments were the top three performing assets. Why? Gold is traditionally seen as a safe haven during times of economic uncertainty, and commodities are the basic input for a lot of goods. So as prices increased in the finished good, well, that drives up the value of the underlying commodity. And real estate can pass through higher costs by increasing rents or by seeing the property appreciate in value. What, what's that I hear? Ah, a little compliance angel on my shoulder reminding me to reiterate that past performance is no guarantee of future results. Lastly, how much international investment should you have in your portfolio? The almighty answer is, drumroll please, it depends. Generally, the longer the investment time horizon, the more international investments should be considered. Before we get into specific considerations, let's talk facts. Fact 1. The investment world breaks down international investing into two areas. The first is developed international. Think Canada, Australia, Europe, and Japan. And second, emerging markets. And that's everywhere else. Fact two, there is a very real home country bias in the United States. Forbes suggests that the average percentage of international investment in a U.S. investor's portfolio is only about 15%. This is much lower than the percentage of non-U.S. economies' contribution to global economic activity and can perhaps be explained by recent strong domestic returns, which have encouraged investors to 
double down on U.S. investments and reduce their international exposure. Fact three, emerging market investments tend to be more volatile than developed international and U.S. domestic investments. Before considering your allocation to international investments, please ask yourself these questions. What is my investment time horizon? International investments, especially in volatile emerging market stocks, may not see their full potential in the short term. What does my moral compass say? You may not want to invest your money in a country with a questionable human rights or environmental record, for example. Although, keep in mind that an ESG-screened investment can help there. Finally, what investments do you already own? Big, multinational corporations like Nike, Apple, and Tesla sell their goods all over the world, and about 30% of multinational corporations' profits come from countries outside the United States. So, if China's economy grows, there's a good chance that more Air Jordans, iPhones, and Model 3s will be sold. So consider international exposure already in your portfolio, even if it's not labeled developed or emerging. U.S. markets are closed on Monday for President's Day, but there will be a lot to talk about. Next week is earnings from Chinese tech giant Alibaba. We'll discuss. Tune in next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.